Folks, welcome back to the Rest of Culture podcast. I'm Frank Ebersold, and it's great to be back here. I know I haven't been back quite enough, and it's it's great to be here. And, you know, I don't do this because I make such a grand salary. You know, I'm no Joe Scarborough in more ways than one. And I don't do this because of the ad revenue. I do it because I like to do it. I do it because I want to do it. I do it because we need to expose the craziness out there that's happening with the Republicans right now. And folks, Marjorie Taylor Greene, when you start talking crazy, she never disappoints, does she? Well, she's striking again. And folks, evidently the chief of staff for Massachusetts U.S. Representative Jake Auchincloss was apparently putting Christian stickers over Marjorie Taylor Greene's poster that exclaimed, there are only two genders. And Marjorie Taylor Greene is claiming that this act alone, this act alone is a hate crime and she wants an investigation. She's screaming for an investigation. You know, folks, I I just don't get this. These people, congressmen and women, are paid $174,000 a year. Now, that's not a king's ransom, but a lot of Americans out there earn far less and do far more than Marjorie Taylor Greene, who basically, I don't know, I think she's just kind of uh, warm in the seat. But the article that was out there on this, uh, this site, it's 1420 WBSM. It goes into a little bit more detail. So I'm going to tell you about that, and then I'll give you the video. So the article says the posters have been defaced with religious stickers at least five times since January, Capitol Police wrote in a statement. The arrest warrant notes that Green complained about destruction of private property to the tune of around $350. Big deal. I'm sure that's exaggerated. For the seven posters, Heisum allegedly defaced. According to the warrant, Heisum allegedly placed stickers that included such phrases that such as, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. And another sticker said, true disciples of Christ, don't say the thing you say, act the way you act, and treat people the way you treat people. Absolutely true. Rock on. That's exactly right. The poster itself proclaimed in part, there are only two genders, male and female, the warrant noted. Auchincloss Spokesperson Matt Corradoni noted that members of Congress do not own the exterior walls of their office and that posters are prohibited in hallways and house office buildings. Adhering a sticker to a poster that shouldn't be there in the first place is hardly a federal crime, he said, adding that the police were obligated to pass along Green's accusations, but the U.S. Attorney's Office declined to prosecute. God. This is insane, folks. I mean, $174,000 for this kind of crap. Corridoni went on to note that the stickers were never threatening, but but called Green's posters foul, mean-spirited, and bullying, saying they were aimed at an unidentified member of Congress across the hall. So this is what she's saying in response to this, folks. Have a listen to this. Respectful to Christians, that's how he attacked me. He attacked me uh, by attacking my religion and my faith. He attacked my gender. God. I'm a woman, and I'm I'm proud of it. And and you know, by my my religion, I believe that there's only two genders, male and female. 
Uh, so this is a hate crime by all standards. And so I do believe no, the not. House Ethics Committee should hold Tim Heisem responsible, even if the Democrats are in charge of it. God. What if Heisem is a Christian? She's assuming that he's not, as they all do. She's assuming that he is not a Christian. Maybe he is a Christian and doesn't like what she's saying because Christians don't act like that. I mean, she's making an assumption here, folks, that liberals are not Christians. They all do this. I mean, this is, they think that they've got, you know, God under their thumb here. And it doesn't work like that. It doesn't work like that. Not all Republicans are Christians. And not all Democrats are not Christians. I mean, there there are it's a mix. I mean, there's Democrats who are Christians. There are Republicans who are Christians. There's independents who are Christians. But, you know, this is the way they think. So the other part of it is a hate crime, right? I mean, do you think that she really has any kind of a clue what a hate crime is? Folks, until she can walk in the shoes of someone who is LGBT that gets beat up just because of who they are. Until she can walk in those shoes, she won't know what a hate crime is. Until she can walk in the shoes of an Asian American that that gets slugged or pushed down just because of who they are and what they look like and, and all this talk about the Trump Kung Fu virus that he circulated. Veiled hatred against Asian Americans. Until she can walk in those shoes of that Asian American, she doesn't know what a hate crime is. Or until she can be that young black man in Georgia, Ahmad Arbery, who was out for a jog, who stopped and walked through a house under construction, took nothing, and as he left, he was chased down by a bunch of rednecks and killed, shot and killed for the color of his skin, until she can walk in those shoes. I don't think she can tell anyone that she's the victim of a hate crime, folks. She's just made a mockery of every person that is truly a victim of hate crime with a stunt like this, and it just shows how out of touch these radical Republicans like her truly are. Now, folks, this next story really highlights the not-so-hidden agenda of the radical right to roll back freedoms, American freedoms, one by one. So here's Ted Cruz yesterday. Ted Cruz. Yeah, Ted Crude is a better name for it. Ted Cruz yesterday. Have a listen to what he said. Uh, in Obergefell, the court said, no, we know better than you guys do. And now every state must uh, m- must sanction and, and permit gay marriage. Um, I think that decision was clearly wrong when it was decided. Um, it was the court overreaching. Oh, that's insane. Folks, there's a whole move that's underway right now. They've spilled the beans on what they want to do, what their true agenda is, what the radical Republican agenda is. And it started with overturning Roe versus Wade. Justice Clarence Thomas also came out and said that uh, the court should reconsider other due process precedents, such as Griswold, Lawrence, and Obergfell. And this is not the end of it. So what they want to do is overturn gay marriage just for the hell of it. And keep in mind, folks, I mean, this is a freedom that people have that they want to roll back. It's a freedom that I can't see affects them in any way, but yet it's it's not something that they seem to tolerate. Just the, the aspect that 
a gay could get married is is the harm evidently that they're claiming and they want to roll that back and they're not going to stop here they're not going to stop here the the goal here folks is to systematically keep removing freedoms one by one displacing the authority to regulate fairness to the individual states now I think that the next target is evidently, obviously, gay marriage, and I guarantee you that Republicans are silently gunning to push the enforcement of civil, the Civil Rights Act of 1964 from the federal level down to the state level. Can you imagine what that would be like? Discrimination controlled at the state level by a bunch of radical Republicans? I mean, that's the kind of thing that if you, if you just let your mind run with that, you're going to have people obviously leaving states because... They can't live in a state where they don't feel safe. I mean, this is this is what's divisive in America, and these are the people that are pushing it, not Democrats. These are the people that are pushing that, and it's antithetical to what it means to be an American, and united we stand, divided we fall, folks, is evidently something that they've never heard before. That was the last thing, that was the last speech that Patrick Henry gave and I think it was 1799, if I'm not mistaken, before he passed away. United we stand, divided we fall. And it's the truth. Republicans are pushing this country apart. And we can't let them get away with it. This midterm election is very important. So they're going to ultimately try to water down what it means to discriminate and be discriminated against. They want the states to decide everything evidently and and also folks and this and they want to have the states to have the ability to overturn elections which takes us now to wendy wendy rogers who is an arizona state senator who believes that arizona as well as all other states should have the ability to overturn presidential elections which i couldn't disagree with more so here she is. Have a listen to what Wendy Rogers is saying about this, folks. It's, it's dangerous. And this is the direction that they're all going in. Uphold the strength of the state legislature. And that is now actually going to be um, discussed at the U.S. Supreme Court this next session in terms of the role of the state legislatures in federal elections, which the Constitution has already said we, the state legislators, have that oversight of the U.S. presidential election. So I take that very seriously. I Oversight. She said oversight. oversight. The state legislatures have an oversight role. She keeps, keeps extending the use of this term oversight to mean that they should have total control over the elections. That's what they want. An oversight does not mean that you have the power to overturn the people and their votes in an election. If that was the case, folks, the framers of the Constitution would have just said, let the state legislators pick the next president. That's not what they said, and that's not what they meant. An oversight election doesn't grant Wendy that right either. I mean, folks, this is it's, it's getting downright dangerous, and if these people go unchecked, they will try to take everything over and they they're doing this because they know that they're they're a minority in terms of their consensus there are more people that disagree with the way that they've turned overturned roe versus Wade. there's more people that disagree with this but they're trying to ram this through before they they just see themselves disappearing for 
people noticing what they are and finally figuring out that these people have a radical agenda, these Republicans, and it's mainstream. It's not the fringe. This is mainstream, folks. This is what this is what they're gunning for. So Roe versus Wade overturning gay marriage and now letting state legislators choose who wins an election. This is crazy stuff that these people are up to. They say America is divided, and this is why it's divided, folks. Here's another crazy story. I can't let it let you go without hearing this. We've got CNN reporting today that a metropolitan D.C. police officer that was in the motorcade on January 6th has corroborated the story about Trump pitching a fit and trying to grab the steering wheel of his limousine on January 6th when the Secret Service said that they would not take him to the Capitol where Trump had assembled the rioters. I mean, this is um, a corroboration. We're still waiting on the Secret Service, who was in the car, to actually corroborate this story as well. But here it is. First on CNN, the D.C. police officer in Trump January 6th motorcade corroborates details of a heated Secret Service exchange to the committee. A Washington, D.C. police officer has corroborated to the House Select Committee investigating January 6th details regarding a heated exchange former President Donald Trump had with a Secret Service detail when he was told he could not go to the U.S. Capitol after his rally. A source familiar with the matter has told CNN. So the officer with the Metropolitan Police Department was in the motorcade with the Secret Service for Trump on January 6th and recounted what was seen to the committee investigators according to the source. A spokesperson for the committee declined to comment. A spokesperson for Metropolitan D.C. Department did not immediately respond to comment. So the description of the angry exchange between Trump and his Secret Service detail was a striking moment during the June testimony from former White House aide Cassidy Hutchinson. Hutchinson said that she heard a secondhand account told to her by then White House Deputy Chief of Staff Tony Ornato that Trump was so enraged, so enraged, at a Secret Service detail for blocking him from going to the Capitol on the day of the insurrection that he reached up towards the front of the vehicle to grab the steering wheel and then used his free hand to lunge towards his Secret Service agent, Robert Engel. Hutchinson testified that Ornato told her the story in front of Engel and he did not dispute the account. And as I said, neither one of the agents has, that's been named in the testimony, Engel or Ornato have commented publicly on Hutchinson's testimony. So this is absolute uh, insanity, folks. And as we know, the Secret Service all of a sudden decided to delete a lot of those critical texts that were going back and forth after the inspector general had said that he wanted them to preserve those records. I mean, this is this is wacko stuff, folks. And, I mean, we've got a carnival on our hands with all of this. And I think that the truth is obviously going to come out. I've said this before. Nobody can run from the truth forever, folks. The carnival ends at some point in time. And, folks, because we've got such a carnival on our hands, let's cue some parting music that's appropriate, folks. And here it is.
amazing, folks. That's it. That's it. That's all I got. Folks, till next time, I want to thank you for joining me. And don't forget to click like or subscribe. Till next time.